Well, this morning we're going to continue with our, our message in our message series on praise and worship. Praise and worship is dear to my heart. It's dear to my heart because I believe it's central to who we are as Christians. I believe praise and worship is, is what makes us the children of God. It, it separates us from, from others. It separates us from, 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 from the world. Uh, we are a praising people. We're not a people who, who are meant to be pulled down by circumstances. We're not a people who are underneath. The Bible says we are to be the head and, and not the tail. And, and, and being the head and not the tail means we are praising people. We are people who know what it is to lift our eyes beyond our circumstances to our God who's bigger than our circumstances. So praise and worship to me is crucial. And uh, we need to learn how to become praising people again. Now, the first two messages in the series, we saw what praise is and how important it is in the Christian life. And the Bible teaches us, you know, that praise is not an optional extra. It's an area of our lives that God is seeking from us. Not only, not only is God seeking praise and worship from us, but also being a praising person releases something from us. It, and it releases something towards us. It releases something of God's kingdom rule within our lives. And throughout scripture, we find that God's felt presence and his released power are many times closely linked to praise and worship. And I've, you know, I've discovered that in my own life. At times when I have been down, at times when circumstances have come on top of me and, and overpowered me, as I have made the choice to praise God, as I've made the choice to lift up my hands and to lift up my voice, even though I haven't wanted to, even though I haven't felt like it, as I have made the choice to do it, something has changed within me. Something has been released within me and something has been let loose. Praise and worship has always made the difference as I choose to do that, as I choose to surrender to God, as I choose to surrender my mouth, as I choose to surrender my body to him, God does something in me through it. Praise is an outward celebration of who God is and what he does, not, not an outward celebration of how good I'm feeling. It's based on the truth of God's word rather than my own emotional state or my own circumstances. It's something we choose to do because it's the right thing to do, rather than something we do because we feel like it. So today, let's focus on who should be involved in praise and worship. Is praise just something that the worship team do? Is it the realm of the musician? or the singer, or those who are comfortable with hearing their own voices. You know, there's some of us who aren't comfortable with singing. There are some of us who aren't comfortable with our own voices, and there's some of us aren't comfortable when we sing. But who should be praising God? Let's look at Psalm 148, verses 1 to 14. The whole psalm, Psalm 148. If you can turn in your Bible to Psalm 148, let's read it together. In the NIV version, it says, Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights above. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all his heavenly hosts. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you shining stars. Praise him, you highest heavens and you waters above the skies. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. He set them in the place forever and ever. He gave a decree that will never pass away. 
Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures and all ocean depths, lightning and hail and snow and clouds, stormy winds that do his bidding, you mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all cattle, small creatures and flying birds, kings of the earth and all nations, you princes and all rulers on earth, young men and maidens, old men and children, let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted. His splendor is above the earth and the heavens. He's raised up for his people a horn, the praise of all his saints of Israel, the people close to his heart. Praise the Lord. Now in this Psalm, we get an overview of who should actually be praising God. And let's take a little bit of time this morning to look through this psalm and see who actually should be doing it. Who should be praising God? In verses 1 and verse 2, we see this. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights above. Praise him all his angels. Praise him all his heavenly hosts. We find there that those in the heavenly realm first of all, should be praising God. And if we go back to the book of Revelation, which we should be familiar with by now, we find that praise is central in the throne room of God. If we go to Revelation chapter 4, let's look at it. Revelation chapter 4, verse 8. Each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all around, even under his wings. Day and night, they never stopped saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Verse 10. The 24 elders fell down before him who sits on the throne and worship him and who lives forever and ever. They lay their crowns before the throne and say, you are worthy, O Lord, our God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things and by your will they were created and have their being. Chapter 5, verse 11. Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels numbering thousands upon thousands and 10,000 times 10,000. That's quite a few. And they encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders in a loud voice, they sang, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength, the honor and glory and praise. Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them singing. To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshipped. People, I want you to understand praise is not a Pentecostal thing. Praise is a heaven thing. Praise is the language of heaven. And in heaven, praise is deafening. It's not a quiet thing. It's loud. Praise is a heaven thing. In the heavenly realm, everyone is praising God. But let's move on. Verse 3. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you shining stars. Praise him, you highest heavens and you waters above the skies. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. He set them in place forever and ever. He gave a decree that will never Pass away. Verse 7. Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures and all ocean depths. Lightning and hail, snow and clouds, stormy clouds that do his bidding. You mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all cattle, small creatures, flying birds. And here we see that creation, all of creation, praises God. All creation on earth praises him. The Bible talks about the trees clapping their hands before God, the seas roaring before him. Creation continually declares God's greatness and his might. 
And as we look at what he has made, we see his beauty, we see his majesty, and that even causes us to raise our hands in praise and honor to him. But all creation praises him, the birds praise him. I was, I was uh, walking down to put our rubbish out the other day, and I heard this, this beautiful song from behind me. It was loud as. And I looked up at, at the, on the power line, and there was a, a bellbird, only, only about that long. And it was singing with all its might. It was so loud and it sang and it sang. And you could see its beak wide open and it was just going for it, praising God. Creation glorifies him. Creation praises him. So we find that the heavenlies praise God. Creation on earth praises God. And let's look at verses 11 and 12. 11 to 14, sorry. Kings of the earth and all nations, you princes and all rulers on earth, young men and maidens, old men and children, let them praise the name of the Lord for his name alone is exalted. His splendor is above the earth and the heavens. He's raised up for his people a horn, the praise of all his saints of Israel, the people close to his heart. Praise the Lord. The last group of beings that should be praising God is humanity. People were created to praise God. You and I were created to praise God. That is really what our purpose is in life. We were created like the, like the, the birds were created to praise God. The seas were created to praise God. The heavenly realms were created to praise God. And so were we. So to summarize Psalm 148, we find that all in the heavenly realms are to praise God. All physical creation is to praise God and all people are created to praise God. Or in the words of Psalm 150, verse 6, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise is the dominion of everything that breathes. I want to ask you a question this morning. Are you breathing? If you're breathing, then you're to be a praising person. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. So the next question has to be, well, who doesn't praise God? Then if all these groups of people, all these groups of things, all of God's creation praises God, well, who doesn't? Do you know what? There's only one group that doesn't praise God. Look at Psalm 115, verse 17. It says this, it is, not, it is not the dead who praise the Lord. And Isaiah 38 verse 18 says this, For the grave cannot praise you. Death cannot sing your praises. Those who go down to the pit cannot hope for your faithfulness. There's only one group that don't praise God, the spiritually dead. The devil and his angels no longer praise God. Hell does not praise God. The dead in that sense, the dead spiritually do not praise God. Those are the only ones who don't praise God. Everybody else is to be a praising person. So what then is our response as God's people? Psalm 84 verse 4 says, Blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. you see, praise is to be a continual response from our hearts. They are ever, not occasionally, not when they feel like it, but they are ever. They are all the time, in every place, in all circumstances, 
They are praising you. And we looked at Psalm 33 earlier on in the study, verses 1 to 3. And it says this again, sing joyfully to the Lord, you righteous. It's fitting for the upright to praise you. Praise the Lord with a harp. Make music to him on the ten-string lyre. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully and shout for joy. Remember that word fitting? means to feel at home. And we talked about praise being our home language. It's our default setting as Christians. Praise shouldn't be the abnormal. It should be the normal. The normal state of the Christian heart is to be a praising person, not a whining person, not a grizzling person, not a grumpy person, not a, not a, not a, not a frowning person. The normal is to be a praising, rejoicing person. Praise, you see, creates an atmosphere of home, of heaven, whenever we do it. Whenever we praise God, we are recreating on earth what heaven is like. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. As we praise God, we are recreating what is already in heaven. So our response, therefore, no matter what life throws at us, is to respond with praise to God. To lift up our hands, to lift up our voices and declare how good he is. To speak what his word says about him and praise him for it. Singing, shouting, clapping, playing music, declaring God's goodness. They should be a regular expression in our lives. And when we do, we're speaking the language of heaven. And when we do, we're bringing the atmosphere of heaven to this earth. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that exciting that we can actually bring the atmosphere of heaven into the room where we're sitting just by opening our hearts in praise and adoration to our God? And that's exactly why Paul wrote in Philippians 4.4, Rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again. Rejoice. He didn't just say it once. He said, I'm going to say it again. And if you don't hear me, I'm going to say it again. And I'm going to say it again. And I'm going to say it again. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say Rejoice. So praise and worship, you know, for many Christians today have been the domain of the worship team. If we're not careful, we can create a culture where we come along to a church meeting and watch the worship team perform. We can become spectators rather than participators. And I don't think that's the way it's supposed to be. In fact, I know it's not the way it's supposed to be. You know, when we come together in a church meeting, we shouldn't be coming to watch. We shouldn't be coming just to be a, a, a spectator of what's going on around us. There should be something coming out of our hearts. There should be a praise song coming from our hearts. Even if we're not good at singing, it doesn't matter, you know. It's what's in here that counts. You know, one benefit of the lockdown has been that I believe we've been called to own our own faith. To own our own walk with God. And praise and worship is the continual response of the people of God towards their God. Each one of us have the important role of declaring God's goodness, of lifting up our voices and praise and adoration to our God. It's not how good it sounds or how good it looks. It's what's coming from the heart that God responds to. And I believe more than ever before, God's people need to rise up in praise and worship again. We need to become people who honour God with our mouths, honour God with our hearts. We, who respond to him because of who he is rather than how we feel. 
to rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And you know what? As we do, things happen. What things? You'd have to wait till next time. But as we praise God, things change. When the atmosphere of heaven comes into the room we're in, when the atmosphere of heaven comes into the, the world we are in, things have to change. Life has to change. Circumstances have to change. Atmospheres have to change. Let's pray. Father, I just want to thank you this morning for your word. I thank you, Lord, that you are calling us to be a people who praise you. You're calling us to be a people who choose to praise you no matter what is going on around us. That like Paul, we can be, we can be in, in terrible states. We can be locked away. We can be in prison. We can be uh, beaten down. But we can all rise up and praise and worship to you. We can declare your praises because you are always a good God. You don't change just because our circumstances do. Lord, you are worthy to receive all praise and all glory and all honor and all majesty and dominion. And so, God, we just pray that you would help us to become the praising people in all circumstances and all times, the praising people that you have created us to be. In the wonderful name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.